Hello, Central fans. I'm Trevor Castle. The NCAA Division III Softball National Championship Tournament begins this Thursday in Salem, Virginia. While the Dutch won't be participating this year, few programs have been as much of a fabric of the softball postseason as Central. The Dutch have made it to the final eight a whopping 13 times, winning four national championships. The first of those was in 1988 and is the focus of this episode of the Dutch Memories podcast. Our guests are Coach George Wares, Senior Lori Sutton, and Juniors Brenda Vignes and Leanne Morgan. Well, I'm going to start with you, Coach. Uh, 1988 Softball National Championship season. Um, and I know this is a very broad brushstroke question, but what, what memories do you have of that, that 1988 season? Well, two. One, one uh, kind of a negative and one a positive. Uh, people don't remember that we were close to not getting in. You know, these guys probably remember. But, you know, we went to Wartburg, and when they played on the old – whatever you call it, fairgrounds field. It was a picket fence. I think it was like 180 down the line. Um, and I don't remember, if, I know we got swept and I think we lost them both in walk-off fashion. I think the same kid hit a home run in both games. And, yeah, off me. Why do we have to go there already? Well, I'm not saying who pitched or anything. I'm, I'm just saying, but, but what happened was we went to that doubleheader and I think, uh, you know, I don't have Larry here. He would he would correct me on this, but it was something like if we swept, we won the league outright. If we split, we probably tied for first, and if we got swept, we could fall as low as fourth. And we got swept, and I think we ended up tied for third. And then, you know, we I wasn't privy to the stuff like I am today. You know, you can't see all the numbers, and so I felt pretty good, but not completely good. And you know, then we found out we were in. Uh, I know some people at Simpson were angry because they actually finished ahead of us in the league, and and they didn't get in. So it was it was kind of really a, a double edged good. We got in, and they didn't. And and in those days when we got something and Simpson didn't, that was really really special because you know Simpson think it's a rivalry today. No, it was in, in those days. But anyway, another story. And then I obviously winning it you know but but besides winning it obviously we got the uh, Burke was got the big base hit Leanne scored but we had so many come from behind wins you know go back to the regionals we, we beat St. Thomas we uh you know beat Allegheny the first time uh, we we Montclair had us beat you know and then we Dina Burke was no it wasn't Dina it was Diane Pitts I think hits a a ball to the right center field fence and literally the game's over and coach Skipper and President Weller were out there and they were they were trash talking and they were talking to the Montclair fielder like come on miss it miss it whatever they were saying at work because she dropped it we win and so we had a lot of seventh inning magic uh before the actual championship game all right, now I want to back up a few years, and then we'll kind of springboard back in. And, Lori, I'll, I'll start with you. You know, this is kind of the culmination of Coach's, you know, first recruiting class and getting up and going at Central. It started in 1985. It's year four at the time. You were on that 1985 team, if I'm correct. The the other two of you came a year later in 86. But So, Lori, what do you remember about the beginnings of what has turned into such a great tradition at Central College that probably wasn't quite at that time? <laughs> wasn't quite. I like the way you say that. You know, when I was a freshman, that's when coach came as well. And he was coaching boys basketball, so couldn't come to the spring break trip with us. So we went down without him with some other, I don't even remember who's coaching us. I think, I think it was Guy, maybe Schwab Guy. Was, was there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bless his heart. Guy, was, Guy was loyal. <laughs> yeah. It was a disaster. We went, and I, I came from a pretty decent program. So we went down and just got smoked. And I remember getting a home run hit off me by a girl from Baylor. And I thought I'm in the wrong place. Um, 
and just continue to get beat. So the two other seniors and I, Michelle McGill and, and Zuby, Brenda Glassnap, got together and we were like, we, we've got to do something. So we came back and met with Coach at his house. Do you remember this? It was like two in the morning, I believe. Yeah. You, you guys knocked on the door. I do remember yeah. it. We, we went 0-8, but to, to the defense of you guys, we did play Baylor twice. We'd, it was a pretty difficult schedule, but still it was 0-8. It's 0-8, and that's what, you know, that's, you want to win. So we went back and just sat down in his living room with him, and he's like, okay, listen, I know it was bad. We're just getting started. This is just the beginning. By the time we're done, and this is, honest to goodness, exactly what he said. By the time you guys are seniors, we're going to win a national championship. Word for word. And we were like, yeah, right. He's like, hang in there. You you know, we've got, it's going to take some building. Hang in there, and we're going to do this as as a team and a family. And sure enough, who knew? (laughs) <laughs> well, did you believe or was he convincing enough or did you, that's a big statement to make and a team, you know, that's 0-8, a program that really hadn't done anything to the to the time. Did he already have you guys believing that was possible? Yeah, you know, we'd done enough practicing with him and, and we, had, we all had confidence in him and we were also just the best of friends. We were all so close and we loved the game. I think that's the most important thing. We were going to hang in there no matter what. At first, you know, just because we love the game so much and we loved each other and we bought into everything coach had said and, and it turned out to be pretty smart. All right. And then Brenda and Leanne, you guys both arrived on campus in 1980, this uh, fall of 85 for the 1986 softball season. What was it about Central and coach? Uh, that would have been his first recruiting class then that that you guys were excited about being a part of, of that program. Leanne? All I, all I remember is... I just wanted to play softball somewhere and coach called one day and said, Hey, you want to play at central? Um, okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that's easy. Just, like as Lori said, well, there, there was a, there was a, cause Lori, obviously Lori was there and Brenda Glassnap was there and Michelle, I think all three of you played basketball or initially yeah. or and so oh, yeah. Gary Gary recruited them and obviously I thought they were great softball players and then the following year I really tapped into where I coached in high school so Leanne played at Roland Story and I saw her play for Coach Hennessy and a lot of the players that we recruited including Lori they played a really really good softball program so what we tried to do was get players that had played for quality high school coaches and and obviously that area was a hotbed at that time so we were able to get a lot of those players from that particular area I think that really helped us get things going. Yeah, Brenda, what's your story? Uh, I actually played for coach in high school. So, <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, so that recruiting was probably pretty easy. <laughs> um, and, and actually, my recruiting visit, when I came down for my recruiting visit, Barb Anderson and I came down together. I don't even know if we made any meetings with Barb. Yeah, uh, you know, probably wandered around campus a lot. But, you know, played against Leanne in high school and... Barb, obviously, and then Brenda Glassnap and Lori. Oh, gosh, we have some. Lori probably can remember my first high school game against her. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Which was another whole mess. Um, what, what's memorable about that? It didn't go well for the Nesco. <laughs> it didn't go well for me. <laughs> I think you kept her in there. So I was like, come on, please take that girl out. <laughs> you didn't say that. You said, come on, keep her in. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I think I, I think I walked in like eight runs and he took me out of the game and then put me back in an inning later. So needless <laughs> to say, that was my first introduction to high school softball. But um, She but was yes. an eighth grader, I believe. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I played for him in high school and obviously knew what I was getting into. So, Laura, you mentioned the coach told you, hey, hang in there. We're going to win a national championship. It almost happened in year two or year one for the others of you uh, losing in in the national finals in 86 to Eastern Connecticut. Um, What was, Lori, what was that experience like and how much did that taste of the possible, you know, sweet victory lead to what eventually happened in 88? You know, it's funny because we're just kids. We were just a bunch of small town kids that loved to play. And that was the most fun game of my entire life. Do you guys remember? It was like Uh two in the morning and we're playing and it's sleeting and rotten. It was so much fun. That's my that's one of my favorite memories is of how much fun that was at two in the morning to play that game. It was fun, except for. We lost. New running airs. We're not going to get that part. But it was just the fact that we got there. We're like, wow, we're just a bunch of punks. And we're pretty good. Yeah. It was fun playing against Eastern because they made the game fun too. So Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a great experience. I'll never forget that. Coach, how important yeah. was that step on the journey to eventually winning it? Extremely important. And and, and I think listen? the credit to uh we'll start start with Lori's class when you think about it, you know, them believing enough and then uh in three years, you know, a runner up team and then eighty seven we went and then eighty eight winning it. And then Leanne and Brenda's group you know, they four years, four national tournaments with a runner-up and, and a championship. And I don't think people give enough credit to the players that helped do what we did. And I don't think they fully understand uh, the magnitude of uh, going from nothing to being in four national tournaments in five years and winning it once and how that set a standard that's almost impossible to keep. And so the good is that they set the bar. The bad is that bar is really, really difficult. And over the years, it's just, you know, we've had a lot of good teams that have done a lot of good things. And everything that we do is a tribute to that first five years because that changed everything because that could have gone either way. You know, it, when we were 0-8, it could have gone. Those three could have come in and said, you know, to hell with it. I'm We're done. And uh, for the eight juniors, you know, or uh, high school people that are were juniors on that championship team could have said, no, I'm not coming. But it worked the other way. And, you know, I'm not sure if people give enough credit to what we actually accomplished during that five years. What do you think, Brenda, when you hear that and, and the, the foundation that was has been built that you were a part of uh, all those years ago? Well, I mean, it was it was a really special time for all of us, I think. I mean, there were a lot of different places that we could have gone and we did see our friends go to different universities, but um, just knowing that we helped build the foundation of what is there now is really the special part for me. I don't know about the others, but just knowing that it is. Like, like Lori said, we were just punks who love softball, but then like to have coach, you know, give us that Kool-Aid of, Hey, (laughs) There's some really cool stuff you can do. Right. And if you guys want it, I'm here to help you get there. And that season we won. There was a lot of down stuff that happened. And that's, I think, why we won that year. You know, that first year, it was just like, woohoo, we're here. And this (laughs) is awesome. Um, Except for that Vogel girl from Allegheny. But... (laughs) we got that taste and it was like hey we belong we belong with june and all the others whatever and and we were you know he coach you you like believed in us and that like just it, it took us and we you know when we needed support we got it but we all 
I remember Brenda Glassnap saying, Leanne, you are not playing like you should. Hennessy did the same thing. That's what love is. You like tell the truth and that's how people get better. So it's in as we so we get to eighty eight and you've been to, all of you have been to a national tournament and been a runner up and then you go to the national tournament again and now Lori now you're into year four right and you're the senior of the group do you remember there being that any kind of internal or external pressure that hey if we're gonna fulfill what coach said it's got to be now well when when coach opened with the old Wartburg story that still haunts me and it was Alicia Cooper's sister if you remember coach that's true yep that, I, yeah, yeah. Right. she she's well, she's a pretty good player yeah. yep you know it's a team sport but i pretty much think i single-handedly blew both of those games <laughs> no <laughs> cooper hit a home run in the first one and the second one she hit a walk off yeah and it was probably a bad piss call Lori. i'll i'll give you an out <laughs> okay let's blame it on you it me, so maybe i can sleep tonight now but I remember just being devastated. I thought I have ruined this for everybody, and we really had we had a shot at this. We were good, um, and then thank God we got that call, and we were in. So at that point, it was like, okay, this is God has done His job here and got us in here. Now it's up to us, and and we were just the best. I really think the, the camaraderie between us. If we weren't such all great friends, I don't know. I mean, we had so much fun doing it. We had confidence. We believed in each other, and. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing, and I knew we could do it. I knew we could. We we're as good as any of those other teams. So it's interesting to me that you know right off the top you reference you know your first memory is the losses to Warburg, and you guys didn't lose that much. I mean, the final record is thirty five and ten, but it's it's kind of interesting to me that the losses are what pop into your mind first. Is that a product of maybe expecting to win, and so the wins? Don't, don't necessarily stick in your mind as much because that was you expected that versus the losses maybe shocked you or, or stunned you a little bit? Is that a fair assessment? I, I think so. I mean, I think the losses always hurt more because, you, ex, you know, when you want to win, when you expect to win, and when you hate losing as much as we did, the losses, I think, hurt us more. Um, and then I think the good memories were of when we were having fun, when we were, you know, enjoying each other's company because – I'll be honest. I mean, other than some of those losses that Lori mentioned or, you know, that I mentioned, and those are kind of the ones that you don't expect to lose. They maybe make more of an imprint, but then all the fun memories of what we did and how much we enjoyed each other's company, I think what we really take away from it. Lori, do you have any mem- any positive memories of that regular season and uh, and kind of leading up to the postseason and what eventually happened? Just that whole senior year was just, I don't remember it being bumpy. I just remember it having a blast. Uh, there was one time, the two things that kind of stand out when I think of my experiences was, one was when I was, Coach, I don't know if you remember this, I was having trouble with my changeup, and just for some reason, it absolutely, I couldn't throw it anymore. It was so bad. So, <laughs> Coach, do you remember this? At the end of the day, gave me the keys to my car and said, go home and work on this with your dad. Yep, and come I back do when remember you're ready. that. Yep. Yeah, and so I went home. Oh. I mean, who does that? Because my dad was, he knows my dad was my idol and my softball coach through high school. And so I went home and my dad and I worked through it for a couple of days. I missed a practice, came back, and it was, I just have so much respect. I mean, for so many reasons, Coach, but for that, that, you know, that you trusted me and, and had the confidence in me to know I can go fix this. And I'll be back and I'll be better when I come back. And so that was a huge one for me. Um, and I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I wanted to be sure to get this in. <laughs> Another time too that I thought was, and you guys remember this. I remember, as, well, you weren't there. As a freshman, 
um, we had some players on there that they didn't care. You know, they, they were drinking the night before. They just weren't really into the game. And, you know, I was flabbergasted and shocked and was hiding under my bed somewhere. But there was a, one of the catchers, if I would throw a bad ball, and bless her heart, I love her. But when I throw a bad ball, she'd fire it back at me. So I couldn't even. Sandy Messer. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, a whole, you know, and then coach came on and it was a whole different thing. And we, he turned that whole program around to, we're not here to lose. We're not here just to have a good time. We're, we're going to win. You know, we'll have a good time doing it. So then I got another little catcher who we all adore, Bar- Barbie Anderson, who's, she's, she's gone. She, we lost her. How long ago, you guys? I don't Almost know. 10 years. Anyway, your birthday just came up. And anyway, she's this little tiny little squirt from some tiny school. Sorry, Lily, from some tiny little school. And she wanted to catch. So I'm like, well, come on, let's go to the gym. Because I knew that I wanted a new catcher. I don't think she had the talent that the other girl had, but she had the heart. And she was great friends with both BJ, BJ before me. She and I both. And we were both pitchers. And we both adored her. I had chills. Anyway, coach, coach made that happen where... He put this little punk in there again, who is amazing and was incredible. A huge spark plug to our entire team. And, you know, had he not taken the chance on her, uh, who knows? I, I don't, we wouldn't have been where we were because she, she was, she was there for all of us. So anyway, I just had such great respect for coach and that he can see that talent and appreciates us and respects us. And it was just great. The whole thing, my whole career, I just can't even tell people enough how fab- fabulous it was. Same. Same. I'm going to ask a maybe an unfair question because it, it it's at the risk of leaving some people out. But you guys have already mentioned a few of the other names of people, and you know it's it would be impossible for us to have 20 people on a Zoom call or whatever to to do an interview like this. But Leanne, uh, who are some of the other names of people that were integral and and a part of making this 1988 national championship season happen? And and the others can chime in as well. I, you know, you guys are talking about Warburg, and I can't remember if, if was that when Lena went through the fence or not. <laughs> Lena should be on this call. Love her. She came out not all that great of a softball player, but coach took a chance. She was out there, but we needed her. Yeah. We needed her to win. And Dina just all over the place, you know, that that grit and playing injured and all that and the the – you know, the energy and of course, Pitsy. I mean, I think that the one thing that I'd want to make sure everyone knows is, I mean, I, we wouldn't have been able to do it with, if any one of the people that were on the team that year, I think were not there. Right. Because each one of them, whether they played, whether they started, whether they were on the bench, brought something to the team and whether it was, you know, a great arm or a great bat, a great attitude, some kind of spark that, that they brought, it helped us in some way. Yeah, or just a great team player. Yeah. You know, Christy Van Weerden, Vanna didn't get in at first either. She was only first. Oh, we couldn't have done it without her silliness and Lena for sure. Maybe I With our pregame musical warm-ups. Yeah. Right. It just every single person contributed on that team. Hey, by the way, somebody mentioned the warm-up music. Is is this still the same warm-up music we're using all these years later? Or when did that come into Yeah, it's pretty play? much. There might be a tweak or two. I think it's pretty much the same warm-up tape and you know, a lot of the rituals, I mean, the high hope and the cheers or the basic ones are still there. Each team, each generation kind of adds their own thing. And I think a really important point that all three of them mentioned about whether it's the 86 runner up team or the 88 national championship team, and they believe it. And it's been kind of a, a, a foundation of our program. You know, you go you go forward to the 2003 national championship 
championship team. One of the main people on that team was Mary Vandehoof, who was a captain and never played. Uh, you know, she was a pinch runner, never got on the field, you know, as a position player or DP or anything. And how important she was. And we had many people like that in the '88 era as well. And I think that's what's made. Uh, and again, that's the foundation they set. They they made sure. Uh, these three played all the time. You know, they were on the field a lot, but they made sure that the people that didn't play, uh, assuming they bought in, you know, assuming they tried to do what they were supposed to do, they made them feel that they were a significant part of it as well as the ones that were playing the bulk of the innings. Teresa Knudsen is another example. Oh, yeah. sunshine. What she brought to us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the postseason a little bit, uh, and we'll start with the regional tournament and beat Luther, uh, an Iowa Conference opponent, and then basically came down to a two-out-of-three series against St. Thomas and won that one two games to one as it all shook out, uh, winning three to two in the finals. Coach, I'll start with you and your recollection. How did You, you mentioned earlier comeback victories. I assume that there was uh, something sprinkled in there as well, a lot of close games in that regional tournament. Yeah, that's kind of what we were that year. I mean, every game we played was uh, relatively close, and, and I, think, I think Leanne mentioned it, but you know, as a coach, I probably wasn't quite as concerned whether we were going to get in or not after we got swept because I felt pretty confident, but I wasn't 100% sure, obviously, and, and I think the players probably had a little more sweat, especially the, the seniors, you know, you would thinking, okay, last time we don't get in, and I do think we, we, we became a little bit of a different team. Physically, we were the same, and everything else was the same in terms of what we tried to do, but I think we became a different team because we, as I said before, we became little kids again, and I felt really confident in the regional, even though we got sent I think it was at Luther right we got sent up there and I just felt like somebody was going to have to we were going to have to play poorly to lose I just felt like we were better than both of those teams and even though the scores were close and we lost one of them I never went away thinking okay we're not going to get this done I felt really confident uh, with the way we were playing the way we were pitching and you know getting some situational hitting I I felt good about it so even when we lost that St. Thomas game I almost felt okay because, okay, we get one more tune-up before the national tournament. You know, yeah. we lost, so we get to play another game. And we threw you in the lake. I do remember that. And oh, it was no, it was a pollu- it was a polluted lake that we used for chemistry. You know, had I died like four or five years after that, it would have been a direct result of what you people did. Was this in Decorah, like right after it was over? No, there's the water, right? Yeah, after we won yeah. the regional, there's this little pond. But it's used for some, it was anyway, for some type of biological whatever. At least they told me that. Biohazard. Yeah, so anyway. We lived on farms and used Roundup, so. Yeah. I don't think we'd have done it without his permission. Probably. <laughs> Would you agree to that today, Coach? If we win a regional, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the pool and the pond and, yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, so on to the national tournament, which is not too far away. It's in Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, you know, just a crazy finish to win the thing. But what what was the lead up? What were the first, you know, you beat Eastern Connecticut, you know, who is the team that you had lost to twice in 86, then you do lose to Allegheny, beat Montclair, who coach said should have beaten you, and then come back and sweep Allegheny to win the national championship. So that's the easy stuff to read on paper. What's what's behind that? What happened in those three or four days in Elmhurst, Illinois? Lori, what do you remember? I just remember how high I jumped when Leanne scored. You want me to tell this part? Because that no. part I remember. <laughs> yeah, let's go right. To, I mean, it's a, it is among the magic moments of, in Central history. Unfortunately, there's no video captured. There's just a photograph. So right? give us, yes, give us the firsthand account of winning the national championship on an obstruction call in the seventh inning. So when we played the first year in the nationals and got runner up, 
Allegheny was ranked number one. And that same pitch, she was a freshman. She was our age. I feel like her name was Kelly. Her name is Brown, I believe her Kelly last Gr- name. Was it Kelly Brown? Yeah, We're I going with Kelly, Kelly Brown. But it, it was okay, Brown, so. I believe. <laughs> okay. And she, she was really good. She was really good. I remember thinking, like, we played against her a lot. And when we played against her at BV, the one really best thing I think I ever did at Central was when we went to that first national tournament and we played Allegheny. So this was our first national. And just being punk kids, first pitch, I just swung and got a hit up the middle. So when we play Kelly again, like we we know her. I'm like, oh, we can beat her. So I walked, fouled off like a bazillion into the woods there behind the dugout. And oh, then that. planes, trains, and automobiles, and then like two bleachers. I fouled off like a ton. And I was like, yeah, Kelly, you're not going to beat me. <laughs> so then that loaded the bases. And then Dina hits a line drive to right center. I ran and I'm not sure what you told me to do at third, but somehow just the piece that like we were, we were relaxed and going to win. So I went, not, I'm not that fast, but the shortstop had the ball threw it and went head first, but the catcher sat on my head. And I didn't realize they had called obstruction and the plate was here. And I kept going like this. She's like, they already called obstruction. And everybody <laughs> else was already jumping. And I was still trying to touch the plate. But but the but the emotion of that and, and the whole inning was like a, a career in one inning. Yeah. Because because it, the, the pitcher was good and there she had beaten us before in, in that tournament and obviously we talked about how we got there but then when you go into the the seventh we got a couple base hits and then the, the walk that leanne uh was referring to and then an out and then when Lori came up with one out bases loaded you're pretty confident you know because uh, she hit the grand slam against st thomas in 86 when we won the regional there to get us to a uh, storm lake so we're thinking something positive and and she you know, doesn't get it done. She has an at bat that ends up with a F seven or F six, whatever it was. And, and then you're down to two outs and, and anybody that's honest, you know, there's a moment where you're thinking it's not because who was up or the, it's like, okay, you know, I'm, there's a second where I thought, okay, runner up two years out of four for these seniors. Is that all bad? And that kind of went away in five seconds, you know, and then, uh, Dean, I think for the year was hitting like 280 something, but in the tournament, she was hitting 450 or something. So even though she was the number nine hitter, and you know how much we like number nine hitters, turn the lineup over, and it was it was probably one of the best options we had with the way she was hitting at the time. And then it was an 0-1 pitch. Uh, it, it was a no-brainer. We were going to score two. And then the mistake that Allegheny made, uh, Leanne came to third, and they for whatever reason, chose to cut the ball and tried to get Dina going into second. And that's when we waved Leanne home. And they made a decent play, but, you know, uh, our aggressiveness and Leanne's running and then the catcher, the call was absolutely right. You know, when they when they were debating whether they were going to call or not, I, I was ready to argue, didn't need to. And she just came out after about a f- – I think Larry in the write-up said it was like minutes, but it was like 10 seconds, and she came obstruction. And I have to think that's the only national championship that's ever been won on an obstruction call. <laughs> you know, and, and to win it like that, 
you know, there was a split second where I actually felt bad for the other team because, wow, to lose a national championship like that, but that didn't last very long, you know, because <laughs> it was like, okay, we, we, we finally got this done. And, and I know coaches say this all the time, but I don't know if this group remembers. I did my jumping up and then I just back away. You know, I just kind of go into the dugout and sit there and watch them celebrate, you know, after we do our handshake and all that. And that's probably one of the greatest joys of coaching is to watch a team succeed and having gone through, you know, a period of ups and downs and, and then, you know, get it finalized by winning a national championship. And there's nothing better than that in coaching to see a group to, to be able to celebrate something like that. You know, if I can piggyback on that, Coach, I remember when we started doing those songs, Barb had that, she had that boombox, and we started with some of those silly songs. And <laughs> we would sing those at the top of our lungs like kids, and Coach would walk off. And we thought, oh, we've embarrassed him to death. But I always thought you enjoyed that. You know, it's just watching what you've created, the camaraderie and a group of people and putting those kids together. It, you always had walked away. To, and I, so I recognize that in you. Lori, can you, you already mentioned, you know, jumping out of the dugout or whatever. Can you remember the feeling of finally paying off the promise that coach had made you four years yeah, before? Absolutely. You know, I remember when I popped up, I hit, I, well, I got to steal my first and only base. Coach <laughs> sent me to second base and I'm not kidding. I left a day early because I'm slow. But I made it to second. So that was one of my, that's one of my favorite memories as well. Um, what was the question? I forgot. Where <laughs> no, just if, if you can even, can you even describe <laughs> oh, or, or remember yeah. the feeling all these years later of what it felt like to yeah. bring it home? You have no idea still how that sticks with you. I remember when I popped out, I just thought, I've let everybody down. You know, I let him down at Warburg and thank, by the grace of God, we're here. I just let him down again. I was devastated when I went into the dugout. And then miraculously, you know, these guys step up. So it just goes to show, you know, it takes all of us. So I remember that feeling so well of winning. And it was just, I remember seeing my dad in the stands. And I remember Dr. Weller over on the side. And just, yeah, I'll never forget that. I tell, I tell my students, I taught elementary for 20 years. And I'm in junior high now. But I tell my kids all the time without, you know, tell them just how much that means to you or means to me. Some of those memories of how don't quit, keep going. There were... A lot of times I could have quit, but so I, I relive that all the time. That's two to nothing and two outs and you need three runs to win and it happens and Leanne's crawling to home plate trying to, trying to get there. What, what, what's the feeling when you finally put two and two together when the catcher tells you, yeah, obstruction is there and you, you realize that you've won a national championship. Yeah, that my little roommate just won it for us. I mean, just finished the deal for us. It was incredible. It just, you knew, you reflect, you do, you go back and you think of all those times where it's like, I remember when my catcher hated me. I remember when we, I got that home run hit off me in Baylor. I remember, you know, you remember all that stuff. It's like, and coach said we were doing this. I mean, we talked about it afterwards. It just, it's indescribable still. And I'm 55. I was just going to say that, you know, we're talking about this. It was, it was 34 years ago, Yeah. you know, thir 34 years ago. And these people have somehow passed me in age, you know, and, and it's like, <laughs> oh, is that right? it, it's like, <laughs> no, seriously, though, like you talk about it now, like it was yesterday, you know, and yeah. again, it goes back to the foundation <laughs> that uh, these people have set. And Lori brought up uh, Ken Weller and we'd be amiss not to mention that, at least briefly, but I remember coach Skipper was there too. And literally those two grown 
own men, a football coach and an ex-football coach who was the president of the college, they probably cared more about us winning that national championship than anybody other than our staff and team. That's how excited they were to see a group of women uh, win the national championship. Yeah. Skipper was slobbering all, I mean, mean, he's just such a big bear. He's hugging everybody and Kissing everybody yes. on the cheek, he, he about strangled us. I mean, and that just goes also to show how our program was great, but it's the entire, I mean, the team was great, but it's the entire program. It's, we stayed with, what were their names, coach, that we stayed with in Chicago? That Leroy Timmer. They, yes. Yeah. Yes. So the Timmers had us in for dinner. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Weller did our own private graduation ceremony in the hotel. That was one of the most moving things I've ever re- oh. remember. Just so many little things, the families, the our parents, you know, all of our parents were there and how it was just such a big family. And it, it, I don't know that you can ever replicate that. I mean, it just doesn't seem like, and I know you've had a lot of teams after that, but I often wonder, are those guys like we were? Because that's not normal. We're, we were pretty special. But I, I think they think they, I think they, in their eyes, they are. But we know. But we know. <laughs> but, but I think that that goes back to how special of a place Central is. Yeah. Because, um, all of the things that we were allowed to do as female athletes at Central, I don't think a lot of places had the same treatment that we did Yeah. from, you know, from the athletic department and from the community. So, yeah, yeah. we had full back then the, the right. uh, outfield. There were people standing like students. I, I mean, I, it goes back to the high school, too, in Iowa, but also right. then it carried yeah. on to Central. I mean, we used to say, like, what? what's Title IX? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Because we were treated yeah. so special. Like, people came and cheered and happiness. I mean, it was just awesome. Yeah. I remember going back out for basketball my senior year. I remember I had eye surgery my freshman year. So oh, I right. didn't go out. And then I just didn't think I'd be any good. So I didn't because I played six on six in high school. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'll always regret it. And I told Coach, and he didn't say a peep. <laughs> he let me play. And I thought... He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. No, I got to play basketball. So, well, so if you had broke a leg, I might have killed you the rest of the way. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> just so supportive, all of it. And when we came back to town, one of the really fun parts was it was always tulip time. Yes. So we stayed, we get our own little float and drive around. I mean, guys, those are some of the very best memories. Brenda, you've reconnected in to, with the program in an official capacity, uh, you know, as, as the pitching coach now. Um, what kind of a legacy do you feel like? that group, that era has left on the program? And how do you try to help the current team connect back with that? You know, um, that's a good question. There are so many things that when I'm at the games, I realize that um, they do, they sing the high hopes. They sing it now instead of, you know, listening to the the recording like we did. But the cheering and just some of the, the traditions that started and I've seen go on throughout the years, they still do. And that makes me feel good as, as someone that was starting it way back when, you know, when we were doing those things. So it's nice to see that, you know, the group that, that is there now, but even the groups that came before them, they're so respectful of us old ladies, you know, of, of things that, and I think that is attributed to the coaching staff, obviously, because they've never let them forget about who comes before them. And I think that's just hopefully important to them, but it's really important to us as the old ladies. And Leanne, your win was the first of four national championships in a 15-year span, the most recent coming in 2003. How do you reflect back on what you guys started that continued to snowball over the years? We used 
that time to like I use it in my teaching now because I'm a teacher too, like just to help and I don't know, be role models for people and help them to care the way we did about softball and just to be able to um, continue that love of in first, you know, it's not always softball for people, but to be able to teach people about what it is to be a community and to that you can do positive things when you have people around you that you love and they love you and you just continue um, and you just keep working hard and it just never leaves you. There's so many life lessons that we learned while we were there Mm -hmm. and being able to share those. I think another thing that you guys had that has continued is, I mean, it's been some more than others, but it's always a, a basic foundation. The parents in our program get really involved I mean yeah, that yeah. in a positive way. They get excited. You know, they, we had some parents when the tunnels were allowed, you know, they would do some of the tunnels and the NCAA took some of that out, but they were excited. And what a thing that always makes me feel good among many things is when it's over and we don't win a national championship or, or if we do, when a career is over, sometimes I see the mom and dads crying more than I do the daughters, you know, <laughs> because they feel like that's it. You know, they, they get to experience something that a lot of parents don't get to experience because they get to even. And Lori's dad, who was a great high school coach, but he got to experience it as a fan. You know, he didn't have to worry about the coaching part. He could just watch her play and say, okay, I, I really, I, you know, obviously I sent her home to work on the changeup. He still might have helped her, but he got to watch her as a fan and a parent and not have to worry about some of the X's and O parts while she was enjoying that run. All right, in the last uh, few minutes here, I guess just a, kind of an open-ended question to the three of you, and then I have a couple specific questions for Coach, but are there any memories or any thoughts or anything that we haven't talked about here that, that you would feel like is important for fans of Central and the Central Softball Program to remember about 1988? Kind of go around the horn. Lori, I'll start with you. It was just an incredible experience just from all four years, from start to finish where we were not even a softball, recognizable as a softball team. We barely had enough girls to take the field and just shaking my head thinking, this is college. This, yeah. So I mostly had come there to play basketball anyway. So it was like, what are we doing? And then coach popped in there and we had faith in him and he made promises he should never have made. And, and they came true. I mean, there's just, it's just really a Cinderella story that I could never, I, I couldn't ask for any better experience than what I had. So thank you, Coach, for making that possible. <laughs> You're welcome. Leanne, how about you? Like Lori said, like it's it's unbelievable that that all happened. We were a part of it. And it's still like here like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the things, you know, maybe you don't remember all the details, but there's certain things we remember a lot of details. And it's not just like remembering the scores and that. It's like what we were feeling and like just that energy and and we love the game and loved each other and believed in what coach told us. And Brenda, how about you for a final, final word? Um, I, I think it was for me just the special relationships with everybody. Like we talked about, whether it was our classmates, whether it was the seniors that year, because they were such a good group that led us. And then, you know, the underclassmen, we had some really, really good underclassmen with Vanna and, and Cooper. And mm-hmm. um, and then our coaching staff was, obviously, coach was there. But, I mean, he always found the coaches that allowed us to be ourselves, that allowed us to have fun, and that were really kind of goofy with us. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And then like, you know, like we talked about with, with all the support with the administration, with the athletic department, it was just such a special group of people. All right. Now, coach, last two for you. And this is the Dutch Memories podcast, but you're still currently active. And so it, it would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't try to tie this into the current, the landscape of Division Three college softball is certainly different than it was in 1988. Certainly different than even 2003 when you won your last national championship. But what does this group that we're talking about now have that maybe the current group doesn't have that you're trying to instill in them or, you know, get them to that next level so that they might have a chance to have the same success that this group did? Well, I I, I think it's not a question of groups having it or not. I think every group has it. It just needs to come out. And, And I think this group Personally, I didn't instill it in them. It was already there, you know, whether it was their parents, whether it was their high school coaches, whether it was other people they were around. And then magically they all came together and then they listened, you know, to the vision we had and they they believed. And I think uh, like today's group, there is no difference other than something has to trigger that belief. And, you know, Brenda's been around this year's team and, and I actually think this season – uh, with the loss of Sydney, you know, with with the injury, and uh, I hope they listen to this and keep plugging in. We're trying. I'm trying to make some of the old VHSs become real on whatever you have to trade them to, you know, to watch some of the the past <laughs> games, because uh, I want them to see it and I want them to hear stuff like this. Because respectfully to this group, the team we have next year is every bit as good as this team you know, physically, but they've got to be able to believe it. They've got to go out and do it. They've got to understand that there are going to be ups and downs. And, and yeah, you, you're right. The landscape is different. You know, we're pitching from 43. We have a yellow ball. We have way more Southern teams. You know, it's a different playing field, but this group today would have been just as successful or this group of 88 would have been just as successful if they played today. So there's still an intangible that people have that we just need to keep bringing out. And I think, Listening to this uh, probably makes me sit here and say, "Damn it, we're going to win in a couple of years again." You know, if if not sooner. And uh, when I when when that happens, we'll have Lori come and say, "Yep, he said it twice, and it happened twice." You know, I mean, <laughs> you just never lose it. I, I'm just the eternal optimist. You know, I mean, we we had a down year this year, and I think we're going to be a national player next year, and it's because of people like this. Yeah, we instill stuff in them, but they instill stuff with us. You know, if that magical run doesn't happen. Am I the same coach in terms of fundamentals and actually, yeah, but they helped me believe in the vision that I had because they proved to me that it can happen if everybody jumps on the same page. And that was going to be my last question, the legacy that this group, this 1988 National Championship group has left. You talked earlier about the high expectations and the incredibly high bar that they set but I don't imagine you'd have it any other way. No, and, and you know, it's, it's unrealistic to think uh, in today's world another group could go, uh, if you talk about Brendan Leanne's class, could go four years and go to four national uh, tournaments. It could happen, but, but it, it's obviously a, a difficult thing to do. So I appreciate the bar that they set. And I also appreciate the fact that they not just this group, but alumni in general, have supported all areas of Central. You know, when we won at No. 3, there were a whole lot of emails and texts and all those things of congratulatory type to myself and to our players. But also, I told you about the COVID thing when we never even had a season, we got the same thing. So the alumni base, as long as they see a team as trying and giving effort and representing their number well or their position well, yeah, they want to win another national championship as alumni, but they just want to see people try to do it and give an effort 
Oxford, and that has been there ever since this group quit playing. And it wasn't even 88. That that turned around in 1986. You know, had we not won it in 88, that legacy would have still been there if we were a runner-up because that group turned everything around because you can't even imagine how bad it was before that. And and the, the turnaround from 85 to 86, uh, I'm not even sure if I believe it if I hadn't gone through it, you know, because I saw it. And, and it was a, a tribute to some of the players that we had that helped make that happen. And all that said, it was still a lot better that we won it in 88 Oh, rather than not. W- without question, without question. And shoot, now that I think we probably should have won in 86 and we'd have five national championships. A big thank you to George Wares, Lori Sutton, Brenda Vignes, and Leanne Morgan from the 1988 NCAA Division Three National Championship softball team at Central College. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dutch Memories podcast. We'll have a new episode every month featuring a player, coach, game, team, or moment in Central College's storied athletic history. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so you never miss an episode, or just check the podcast section at KNIAKRLS.com. Dutch Memories is a KNIAKRLS production. I'm Trevor Castle, and go Dutch!